Hi, I'm Donnie, and this is Crying on Purpose. You ask me, is that a lush in your eye? Or are you just disappointed you had to wake up to So, you may notice there's no gimmicks this week, there's no guest hosts, it's just me, back to my roots, as in doing this podcast solo, we'll see how I go. (laughs) It's been a hot second, I apologise for missing last week as well, but it was Mother's Day, and I'm very close to my mum, so I wanted to make sure she had a good day, turns out she did, lovely, also got to see my grandma and my auntie, so that was a really nice weekend, thanks for your patience. On theme of mothers... As you can probably tell from the title of this episode, I wanted to talk about fertility, in particular, my fertility. Before we get started, I will just warn you, you can probably hear my kitten in the back. I got a new kitten. She's beautiful. Her name's Connecticut, which you might think is an odd name, but it's because I have two other cats, California and Colorado, so I wanted to keep in theme, as you can see. I haven't kicked her out of the room just because she's very sick. She just had a surgery. So if you hear her little bell... Or if you hear her metal keychain clanking against her food bowl, that's what it is. <laughs> so where do I even begin? I mean, I always loved children, even when I was a child, <laughs> as funny as that sounds. I think it comes from me being the eldest kid on both sides of the family, and then the other ones didn't come till much later. So even now, I have a two-year-old cousin and I'm almost 25. I was the first kid and then it was Toby, my brother, who's been on the podcast and he was four years after me being the eldest and I guess I had a lot of babysitting duties and I looked after the little babies a lot and I was around little babies a lot and so I just grew up with an affinity for them. All my jobs have been involving kids so my first ever job was at Kid Stuff which is a renowned toy store and then I moved from kid stuff to build I did Ush for a while which if you don't know it's like before and after school care those hours sucked <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't do it again but I still got to know like primary school kids and they were funny they were very funny and then eventually ended up getting my certificate three in early childhood education I'm still working as an educator I've been with the same company for almost three years, which is kind of crazy, but I love it there. My job is terrific. I mean, it is exhausting, don't get me wrong, being around little kids all day. So our center specifically is from like six months to six years, I believe. And yeah, running around all day, making sure they're gonna survive, you know, feeding them, toileting them, keeping them clean, all that sort of stuff. It does get tiring. At the moment, I'm only working one day a week because of uni, but Every day I'm there, I'm, I'm mostly happy, and that's that's on the kids. They, they're so sweet. I get some of the most beautiful interactions. Like, there's this little girl who, ever since I came out as a trans man, she always comes up to me literally every day without fail and is like, are you a boy? And I'm like, yes. And she's like, okay. <laughs> every time I'm there, she's so funny. It's like she's trying to, like, wrap her head around the change. She's only, like, three, I should mention. So, But, yeah, so I love kids. 
adore them. I've done quite a fair bit of babysitting as well on the side, especially for my cousins. I have a beautiful little little girl cousin on my dad's side of the family named Astrid, and I adore her. Would steal her if I could. Sorry, Annie Bree. She looks a lot like me though, so I think I could get away with it. She's gorgeous, and I'm always so excited to see her and look after her. She's so funny. Actually, I'll show you this little, I'll play you this little sound bite of her last time I saw her. Astrid. Don't get the cheese. I had this plan when I was 16, when things started getting really bad for my mental health and high school wasn't shaping up the way I wanted it to as an overachiever when I started failing. I was like, I'm just going to get pregnant and drop out. That was my plan. I was like, I would be so much happier being a single parent on government money, you know. I know that's obviously now, in hindsight, not a great way to raise a child, doing it for the sake of my mental health and not having enough money to look after them, probably. However, that was my plan, and I thought it was a solid plan at the time. So when I turned 18 and I still didn't have a baby, I was really upset. I was like... Well, as soon as I get out of high school, I just got to find someone and do that. <laughs> so yeah, really, really set on having a kid. And I really wanted to have a kid when I was a teenager in particular because my mom had me when she was 21, I believe. And I have such a good relationship with her and such a good connection. I always wanted to be a young parent as well because I felt like my mom was my friend as well as my parent. And I wanted that same connection with my own child. And for some reason, I thought that could never happen. If I was an older parent, I wouldn't understand them. You know, I get lumped in with things of my generation and things of their generation that I wouldn't understand. I know, I was just really worried because there's a disconnect between me and my grandparents sometimes in the way I talk and my beliefs and my opinions. And I guess I didn't want to have the relationship I have with my grandparents. I wanted the relationship I have with my mom, with my child, if that makes sense. So yeah, was really on the hunt to have a kid young. So in my first, re well not my first relationship, but my first proper real one out of high school with that ex I told you guys about I made sure he wanted kids as well because it was never going to work if he didn't and he did and we talked about kids a lot but he wanted them way way later his mum was like 40 years older than him so she had him at 40 and they got along fine but I always felt their relationship was really weird. She was very controlling of him anyway. And I didn't like the relationship they had. And I'd also seen past relationships between friends and their parents who were way older. And just not having that same bond that I had. So I was like, mm, no, I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait till, you know, we're in our 30s. But he was pretty adamant about it. It was a whole thing. That was just one of our many issues, as I've mentioned before, we had a lot of issues. So, yeah, I just really have always wanted a baby, and every year on my birthday, as I'm getting older, I'm getting sadder that I don't have one, and every time I think about, you know, my plans when I was a teenager, I think, well, my, if I figured that out, my baby would have been, like, seven by now, you know, and it just... There's this dull ache that I have where a child should be, as 
depressing as that sounds. I started getting really serious about falling pregnant last year. I I figured, fuck, I'm not going to find anyone. And if even if I do, they're going to want to wait. They're not going to want to have a kid with someone they've just met, right? So I'm just going to do it myself. And my mom was on board because I'm living with her at the moment because of uni. I can't afford to fucking live anywhere else. And... She was like, yeah, we have a spare room. You can do this. I started looking on sperm donor websites. I joined a Facebook group for sperm donors. There was this really beautiful guy who reached out offering to be a sperm donor, but he lived in America and he's like, I'm visiting Australia next year if you want to wait. And so I was like, yes, absolutely. I'll put that on the back burner if I can't find anyone. And he was very reputable. He had helped other families before and single parents. I know I could trust him. And I also looked into fostering because that's something else I've always really wanted to do is to help suffering children, help displaced children find their home and their family and help them grow if not because you can always foster to adopt but you can also just foster if it's not something they're interested in I'd never force a parent relationship on a child I was looking after so I looked into fostering I even called a few organizations but it turns out you have to be 25 I turned 25 this year so that's exciting and I'll talk about that more later but at the time I was 23 when I first called yeah and so they were like no you have to wait two years but we'll send you a bunch of information and you can look into it and hopefully you find what you're after and hopefully we hear from you in a few years and I was like absolutely I still am very passionate about the idea of fostering and fostering to adopt there are so many children in this world who just don't have a home and don't have a family and don't have close relationships and I would love to help even one kid with that anyway so the sperm donation thing wasn't working at fostering I was too young and then I started seeing my ex last year and I was very much in love with him <laughs> and it turned out he didn't want kids and that really sucked and that was part of the reason we broke up. You've heard the other reason in the other podcast about my exes and I just want to go back and apologize for that as well because we've recently got back in touch and I said some maybe not so nice things that I probably shouldn't have aired on a podcast but we've talked about it. It's it's okay now. Anyway, so we broke up and I was still really wanting to get pregnant. He knew prior that I wanted to get pregnant before getting into a relationship, but it didn't bother him, obviously. It only bothered him when I was like, no, I want a baby with you now. (laughs) Anyway, so when we broke up, we didn't talk for a bit, but then he found out I was still trying to get pregnant, and so he's like, listen, just because I don't want kids doesn't mean I want to stop you from having it, and doesn't mean I won't help you have a kid. So we actually started sleeping together again uh, purely to try and get me pregnant and I so much kudos to him I mean he was getting free sex out of it to be fair so not not a tough job but definitely tough in regards to sticking to my fertility calendar my ovulation calendar being at my beck and call basically I am very thankful for that and this is something a lot of my close friends don't even know because I was so scared it wasn't going to work. Newsflash, it didn't. (laughs) But we'll get to that. And even on the account that it would work, I wanted to surprise them. So, like, some of my best friends don't even know about this. It's basically, like, one of my friends and my immediate family, so my brother, my mum, my brother's girlfriend, they all knew, because also he was coming over here 
to help me get pregnant. So I'd have to warn them, be like, can you be out of the house or put headphones on? We're trying to make a baby here. And they were very chill about it. My mom was very, very supportive. My dad was also very supportive. I think he may have told some of my extended family, like my nan and stuff. I should, probably should have mentioned I didn't want this getting out there, but it's too late now anyway. So me and my ex tried for five months to get pregnant. And I was... Sorry, I'm getting a bit emotional. I was very serious about it and I was doing everything I could to make the process faster. I took all the required vitamins, the required supplements, fertility drugs, anything the doctors would give me. I've been tracking my period for literally 10 years so I knew that wasn't um, an issue. I knew when my ovulation days were, when I was highest, when I was lowest. I was on top of everything. So during my ovulation, uh, we were trying at least four to five times. And that was for five months. And I took those fucking little pee tests every time. And every time it was negative and I wanted to die. <laughs> and it didn't help that I kept hearing of friends and co-workers getting pregnant around me. And I had this horrible secret that I'm trying and I want to be where you are but it's not working and I don't know what to do and doctors won't see you unless you've been trying for a year to test your fertility and even then when I went in preconception wise I saw a doctor who specialized in sexual health and I told them because I had to get all my checks you know my STD checks make sure I was okay and good to go and so did my ex and I mentioned, you know, I'm going to be trying to get pregnant, but I'm a bit worried. I don't, I, I just felt like something was off because, okay, this might not sound great, but I've had a lot of unprotected sex <laughs> in the past and I never got pregnant. And I don't just mean one or two times. I mean a lot of times because I was reckless and stupid and a part of me was hoping, you know, maybe I'd just get accidentally pregnant, which is horrible in hindsight. <sighs> Again, don't do this the way I did this, basically. But she said, no, you have to wait a year. You have to have been trying a year before you get tested for any sort of infertility, which I don't think is fair. Especially, like, what if people have infertility in their family? Not that I would know. I don't think my family have ever talked about that. So, yeah, I was trying and I couldn't get tested for infertility or anything. And we tried for five months and then we obviously had a really big fight and I was starting to figure out my gender identity and so we ended up stopping and that in itself was really sad. And then I started getting more serious about my gender identity and possibly transitioning and I got a referral to a sexologist about starting testosterone and after that I came home and I told my mom and she said, but I thought you wanted a baby. And I just broke down crying because one, I couldn't keep trying. I couldn't try anymore. It was exhausting. It was almost half a year of my life and I was so sad and I I, I was so sad it wasn't working and I hadn't been successful but on the other hand number two I was a man and part of me didn't want to be pregnant in itself I wanted a baby but the idea of my body changing and becoming more feminine obviously I know men can get pregnant I'm not saying they can't I'm just saying I didn't want to look like a woman 
And so I was pulling my eyes out and she was like, it's okay, it's okay, there are other ways you can have a baby, which I know that. I just wish I had done this a long time ago. I wish I had a baby a long time ago, like I had planned, because I did want to experience pregnancy. I've heard great things, like obviously not the morning sickness and stuff, but just the feeling, the closeness, the attachment to your baby, the way you glow, the excitement. I wanted to experience that, but now I don't want to experience it purely for the way I would look, purely for the perception that I was a woman to other people because I was pregnant. So I haven't tried since and I hopefully will be starting testosterone soon. I've got an appointment in July. So it's not, yeah, not happening anytime soon. I do turn 25 this year, so I could possibly start fostering. You need a spare room, which I don't quite have yet. Uh, My mum and I just moved because our rent got way raised way up at the last place, which is very frustrating. But I'm sure I can figure something out. Yeah, uh, the reason I wanted to talk to this is because I actually, I went to work on Thursday and someone mentioned one of the parents was a sperm donor parent. Her kid was a donor kid. And they were talking about the process of it. And I just let slip that, you know, I almost did that. I was unsuccessful but I can talk about processes and stuff. And they looked very surprised and very sympathetic towards me, which was nice, I guess. But I didn't realize what I was saying until I had said it. And then I went home and cried. (laughs) So here I am, single, not pregnant, don't have a kid, about to start testosterone and still figuring shit out. As I mentioned, I got a kitten. I didn't tell my mom I was getting a kitten, and when I brought her home, mom was like, what the fuck? And I was like, I didn't get to have a baby this year. This is my compensation. So she was like, fine. (laughs) Couldn't do anything about it. And I love my cats. I love all my pets. But it's obviously not going to be the same. It'll never be the same. And I hope eventually I do have a kid, and I hope eventually I find someone I can have a kid with. But that's not really a requirement for me anymore. I'm happy being a single parent. I think at this point I'll wait until I'm a bit further in my transition just so there's no confusion to the child or to the people helping me that I am a man and I'm going to be a dad, not a mum. But yeah, there are so many ways to have a kid. I'm thankful to be living in this modern era where technology has advanced. You can do adoption, you can do IVF, you can do fostering. You can. There are just so many ways. You can do surrogacy which is also something I've considered having someone else do it for me, basically. And then I still get to have that experience of a newborn, just not my pain and suffering pushing it out. So it's a (laughs) win-win. Honestly, this is the first time I've really opened up and talked about this. Only, yeah, select few people knew about it. So I'm sorry if you're one of my close friends listening to this and finding out about this for the first time. Nothing against you. It's just something I had to do. And I had to do it with my mouth shut. Anyway, the downside to having cats and no babies is I'm actually very allergic to cats and it's gotten worse. I thought I was handling it because I've just been using over-the-counter antihistamines like cetrazine for years. And when I got my baby Connecticut, she slept on my chest 
and I had this wild allergic reaction where my eyes were swelling up, my clothes, my clothes, my throat was closing. I was sniffly. I couldn't breathe. It was awful. So I actually went to the doctor today to be like, hey, can you give me stronger drugs, please? Because I'm not getting rid of my cats, but the antihistamines aren't working. And so she was like, Lyson, I can give you a little bit, but I'm going to refer you to an immunologist. They do this thing called desensitization now. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, that sounds terrifying. And I haven't read up on it yet, but it's probably going to set me back a little bit of money. It's worth it because I don't want to get rid of my pets. I love my pets. But she seemed to like want to suggest, <laughs> you know? So yeah, that's another fun thing. I don't think I'm allergic to babies. Unfortunately, I am allergic to cats. But we're dealing with it. We're dealing with it. So yeah, if anyone wants to give me a baby they don't want, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know what my plans are yet, but I know I will have plans because this isn't something I'm going to give up. I want a kid. I was born to be a dad. It's, it's happening. It just is taking longer than I expected and that's okay. And I've learned to accept that I'm still going to have a great bond with my child because of who I am as a person. It's got nothing to do with my age or when I have the kid. I am going to love that baby so much. It's not going to know what hit him. And I'm so excited and I cannot wait. And I know the people around me cannot wait for me to get to that stage either. And I'm very blessed that I have supportive people in my life and people who would be willing to help me look after a baby if I did end up being a single parent. Like my mom is like, yeah, gonna have grandma time all the time. Although she doesn't want to be called grandma. I think she wants to be called with some Italian or Spanish name for Gran. I don't remember now. She's a bit fancy, a bit extra. I actually wanted her to come on the podcast, but she's been a little bit rude and was like, I'm too nervous. So maybe one day we'll get mom on the podcast and she can talk about her experience with getting pregnant and me and the way she's a really cool mom. Yeah, that's my little story. I'm sorry the podcast is so short this week. This was very emotional to talk about, but I'm proud of myself for opening up and talking about it. It's something I felt like I was ashamed of almost that I had tried for so long and failed. And I don't think that's fair. I don't think people would see me as any less because I'm not pregnant or didn't get pregnant after trying. I think this is mostly all in my head and my mental health issues. Being like, oh, you're not good enough because you didn't you didn't do what you set out to do. And that's just me being a perfectionist, let's be real. Everything happens for a reason. As cheesy as that is, that is a life motto that I tend to go by. I don't have a baby now because the perfect baby for me hasn't come yet. And... They will. I just got to wait and give it time. There's this really beautiful quote I wanted to read you guys real quick. I've literally had this saved on my Instagram for three years. It says, I've been waiting for you to arrive so our story can begin. And I am so excited for when I have a baby and I can tell them that. But if anyone listening has ever struggled with fertility or wanted to get pregnant and then couldn't or any other circumstances came up that prevented you from having the baby you wanted, I'd really love to hear about it. I'd love to find a community for this, just so I know I'm not alone. I know there's a co-worker I used to have who struggled with something like this for a long time and I've always wanted to reach out to them but I'm too scared to because she, she's a bit older than me and I'm worried she might be like, oh, you haven't gone through it as long as I have or something like that. But again just getting in my own head. So yeah, reach out or don't. (laughs) Do what you want to do and I'll talk to you guys next week.